Nicola Dorier and Bitcoin Q&A to uh, the latest block for 21ism. Nicola, you are our featured dev this uh, this month. You have built something that's absolutely incredible. So yeah, welcome, welcome and uh, really looking forward to digging in and, and learning a little bit more about the project and some more about you. Yeah, thanks a lot for inviting me. Absolute pleasure. And uh, Bitcoin Q&A, uh, as always, is here to help with the more technical stuff. Anyone who's listened a couple of times knows that I'm a fuckwit and don't know uh, a lot of the technical side of things. So, <laughs> All right. So, Nicola, um, you have built uh, BTC Pay and it's absolutely incredible. It's allowing people to do what I think wasn't going to be possible otherwise. And um we are using it, although we're using it wrong. And uh, could you just do a little bit of an introduction on why you built it, uh, what it is that really pushes you forward, and, and what the vision is for this project? Well, like, uh, well, there's not, not real wrong to to use a BTCP server, but uh, like, uh, so the, the basically the initial vision was uh, that. Even if we have a base layer that is relatively well decentralized, uh, we cannot properly like um, take advantage of this decentralization if everybody is depending on third third party providers or like uh, infrastructure providers to do anything they want. So if I take an example, for example, with Ethereum, like even if Ethereum was decentralized, uh, like if everybody end up using, uh, say, Infura then you didn't achieve anything. So it's a, it, it has been kind of this uh, early realization when the, the shit hit the fans uh, that, that I really wanted to do something for Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, that's how, that's how BTCP started. And from this, basically, just gathering the community together and like uh, getting feedback, dev, feedback, dev, feedback, dev, and here we have today. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously this is where you're at now and, and you've built this, but there was obviously a reason that you wanted to defend Bitcoin and you wanted to create this. Um, how long were you involved before you started building? Uh, so I don't when the war was, it was in 2017 or 2018s, I don't, I don't even remember. Uh, the B, the B2X war mm -hmm. was maybe two years ago. I don't know, and the, but like yeah, twenty seventeen it was. It was it was twenty seventeen. So it was in twenty seventeen, and before this, basically, I was mainly uh, active do, uh, working on N Bitcoin, which is uh, from uh, library 
in uh, .NET to use Bitcoin, basically, that I built initially to learn about Bitcoin. But, you know, you, you learn a bit and then it grow, it grow, it grow, it grow. And, uh, and basically, that's, that's now a huge library. And uh, so that was my main contribution to Bitcoin before BTCP server. I did some Bitcoin core stuff, but like very, very little. Okay. And um, before then, before Bitcoin, um, were oh. you, I, I assume you were working as a dev um, at the time when you found it or uh, like, uh, how did this all, how did this all come about? It's... Uh, no, so I, I was um, I was a Microsoft certified trainer. So basically, I passed lots of professional certification in the Microsoft world, Microsoft development world, so .NET language uh, principally. And I was mm -hmm. just going to uh, companies teaching them how to use .NET. Uh, it was it's a it was a pretty nice um, I think pretty nice job. Uh, I really liked what I was doing, uh, but uh, when I discovered Bitcoin, basically I was so. Um, where, so, what drew me into Bitcoin is basically just after empty box, uh, everybody lost their money, and so I was hanging around on Bitcoin talk, like seeing how those losers were like, uh, oh, oh, could they be so stupid to to lose the, this money to such a scam? So I, and I, I go, I, I go on on the forum and say, oh, I, oh, look at those losers, and I, I see what they're saying, and basically they are they were still believers of Bitcoin, like even they lost all their money on this exchange, and they were still believer of Bitcoin, and I thought uh, it's not. I mean, I, I, I start thinking, like, if they are not pissed off about what happened, uh, normally when you get scammed, you get very angry towards someone or towards the, the head of the scam or something like this. But here it was not the case. Like, people lost their money in the exchange, but they were still fan of Bitcoin and they were still buying Bitcoin. So I think it's kind of what, like, draw me to, to search a little bit more and after basically I, I, I had my, my share of kind of uh, banks abuse. Uh, so uh, long, long time ago, I, I built a company and didn't work. After one year, we, we, we closed the company. And basically I was in, in, in a kind of a blacklist. Uh, so from this time for like three years, I could not very easily open bank account in France. I, I tried like seven different banks. And uh, I needed to go to the Central Bank of France to force them to have me as a customer. And then they, they were basically, basically giving me no service or whatsoever. Uh, so uh, this is a combination of both things. Uh, seeing people losing their money but still believing into Bitcoin. And the fact that I've, gone, I've been abused by bank in the past, that, that, that kind of drive me to, to learn more technically about bitcoin mm. and how it works okay these are the things that drew you in yeah because it's not normal is it to see like you say if someone's been scammed normally they're just going to be like fuck off i'm you know they're so angry and uh and and to see that and to see that belief even after um losing their money is is definitely weird and then to not be allowed a bank account, uh, especially in Europe, you know, it happens all over the world to, to many, many people who just don't have access, but it's not such a normal thing. So um, I assume, although it was such a pain in the ass at the time, I assume you were actually quite pleased that happened. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> 
it, it, but and, uh, basically ba basically so here is the thing so I, right now i'm living in japan in japan you can pay for example mm -hmm. your taxes you can pay your taxes in cash in japan but like in France, there is no such thing. So imagine that you create a business and no banks want to accept you. Basically, it will mean that you cannot pay your uh, your taxes. So that's mm. pretty bad for the state. So that's why you can go to the Central Bank of France and like force one of them to take you as customer. But basically, if you do this, then they, they make you feel that you are not welcome and basically you cannot do any operation on the internet and they make you come to the branch to do anything so it's uh yeah it, it was quite a, a pain in the ass at the, at the time <laughs> <laughs> so so was it that that sort of prompted you to to up sticks and move and leave france oh so uh when uh, so no i i left i left france a bit after bitcoin like uh i think one year after i discovered bitcoin something like this and uh, no, it, it, it was just because I, I've been to Japan many times as a as a um, tourist, and I really like this country. I felt I felt uh, good living there, so I wanted to experience more. And basically, that's why I left France. Now I'm I, I'm still in Japan and uh, enjoying everything of it. I'm happy to not be in Europe anymore. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you made a good move. To be honest with you, Nicola. Um, I, so so are you living um, hundred percent on on Bitcoin. At the moment, when you're out there, no. Oh, so yeah. So, uh, so after I left, uh, so after I left France, uh, so after I discovered Bitcoin, I kind of stopped all my uh, training, um, training uh, jobs, basically, and uh, I w I moved to Japan. And uh, the thing is that. I could not reuse my card because it was kind of soon expiring and like I, I got so many problems in the past where by using my card I got blocked, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the middle of nowhere. Um, so basically when, I, when I, 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 I arrived in Japan, I was using a local Bitcoin to pay for my day-to-day -day life uh, so basically every like i was i was kind of a market maker on on local bitcoin and people will find me and want to trade with me and i i got enough people coming to me to 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 survive in this country for like one year and a half so i i, I at this time i was basically living on my bitcoins and it, it kind of gave me very lots of uh Lots of confidence about uh, about Bitcoin. Hmm. Yeah, that's quite a quite a rare thing. I, I have heard that uh, Japan, the usage of Bitcoin is very different to what we experience here in the UK. Um, but there's uh, there's quite a, a big Bitcoin community out there. Yeah. So, uh, so. Before, so when, when I arrived, basically there was not a lot of regulation or anything. So, like the, I will say, the, the the environment was more free than before. Um, and uh, uh, I think it recently, I think it's after the, the ICO period uh, where the regulation have been kind of uh, defavorable for traders. So uh, in Japan, typically you you the Bitcoin act as a source of it's a source of income basically so it means that it's taxed on the income and which means in the higher mm -hmm. uh, in the higher 
tax rate, uh, it can reach 55%. So, yeah, it's uh, it's really, it has been crushing for exchanging here. And right now, I, w- I, I will say definitely Japan is not the right place for selling your Bitcoin anymore. But it was at the, at the time. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, well, the, these I, things change, and uh, ev- everyone has to sort of adapt with with all these crazy, stupid regulations and and, and all the stuff that's you know just constantly changing all the time. But um, what are your views on the future with this stuff? You know, obviously they're going to try and regulate it. Obviously they're going to try and make things as difficult as possible for people, but. Um, with with all the tools that we have and and BTC Pay being one of them, are you confident about the future? Do you feel that we can have a, a circular economy and we can get round all the bullshit and and that in the end we win? Uh, I think we already have the circular economy. It's uh, I will say like you can do whatever you want by paying Bitcoin. Uh, you just have to find the right people that might takes more time than uh, people accepting fiat. But uh, frankly speaking, right now, if I if I wanted to to make a business, uh, I'm quite 100 percent sure that I will always find somebody uh, like in the in the Bitcoin world willing to accept Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we the circular economy is is already ready today. Uh, it's just a matter of being able to find the people, and I think it's possible right now. So mm-hmm. I, I'm very confident. I'm very confident on this. Uh, I think. Uh, I don't think they will be able to regulate a lot because they, I think there will be a lot of regulation arbitrage. Uh, like you, you can you can imagine that uh, lots of uh, long long time Bitcoin holder won't uh, think twice before moving to a country that is uh, more uh, like um, favorable to taxes, more mm. friendly to taxes. So I, I, I'm pre- I'm. I'm kind of confident, but like it always means that it's good if you have the option to move. Basically, yeah, I, that's what I think. If you don't have option to move, it's more difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but what, what's amazing about it is that, like you're saying, you can you can start a business now. Um, you can accept your payments now. You can do it in a, in a professional and, and quality way and you you can do all of this over the internet um using bitcoin (laughs) and uh it it doesn't really matter where you are uh you can do it and that's incredible that's like just something that blows my mind every day is that we have these tools available and um you know although i'm still getting to grips with a lot of them it's it gives me so much hope for the future and uh, you know that's one of the reasons that we have you on today and and that we're celebrating you know every every month we celebrate our favorite dev who's building something that we love and what you've built is incredible it allows so many people to do what they couldn't otherwise do you're giving freedom to people that wouldn't otherwise have it and I imagine your former self when you were going to the bank and pleading for them to help you and, and you're at their mercy. Um, <laughs> if you yep. if you had these options available, maybe you wouldn't have to. And uh, yeah, it, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's world changing. It's it's really it's really exciting. And I think that 
it's sort of certainly for me every month or couple of months i see these developments happening and and they become more accessible to uh you know people like me who who aren't so technical and i i sort of look out and just think where are we going to be in a couple of years like how how good is this going to be for people who haven't maybe even had a bank account before or you know maybe, maybe they've not even they, they can actually skip that step and they can set up a business and they can use btc pay and and uh, run their own node and and have their own hardware wallet and and fuck everything else and all the bullshit in between well like depending on where you come from like setting up btc pay server is definitely more easier than opening a bank account uh so <laughs> Typically in Japan, for example, it's very difficult to open a bank account when you are a foreigner. Uh, like, for example, if you are not uh, employee in a respectable company somewhere, like they will just, uh, you know, refuse to open a bank account to you. Uh, I, I got, for example, the problem with a BTC Pay Server Foundation uh, to receive the grants, uh, where basically it has been very hard to find banks. So I've been like three or four different banks uh no, no, nobody wanted to to accept to accept me uh and luckily like i got um so a friend in japan uh, called uh, jimmy Homa uh that accepted to be um to help me to open a bank account uh for the foundation and the process basically he have been like i think he, he did like five round uh five trip to the bank branch to explain them what we were doing like we needed i needed to make a business plan in uh in uh in japanese uh this kind of thing so luckily i have i had like a jimmy homa that uh, that was helping me on this but without him i will never have been able to open a bank account and definitely participate setting up a btcp server is like 100 times more easy and like less time consuming than this mm. Yeah, it, it definitely feels that way, and uh, yeah. So, so someone like someone who's coming into this space, and, and maybe they might be listening to this, and then they've they know what BTC Pay Server is. They they get a they get a basic understanding of it, but they're thinking, okay, I, I have a business, I have an idea, or um, or they're an artist, or they're a musician, and, and they want to accept payments. Like, what's what's your recommended? flow for someone like that where they're thinking do you know what this bitcoin thing is all right i uh i believe in this i want i want to accept this and i want to sell my services or, or products for bitcoin what's that flow look like for somebody um and, and what would be your suggestion for like a small business so it so uh, i'm always fan of finding the simplest solution that work for everybody so in some cases, so for example, if somebody wants to receive donation and don't have time to look too much into into uh, Bitcoin, uh, one uh, one idea will be to have one single address and having the address you use. I agree, it's not good for privacy. Personally, I will not donate to somebody that has address reuse because it's uh, it's impacting my privacy as well. But in some cases. You know, depending on where you come from, or depending on the time that you have to that you have to uh, do your own research, like it's definitely a, a way to go. Um, for 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 people that have a business, 
uh, this approach don't work at all because if you start having a single address for all your customer, then it means that you will have to take lots of time to identify which payment is by which customer. So mm-hmm. if you have very low volume, like maybe why not? But in this case, you can just ask people you know, to contact you when they want to buy. And then you credit your address when you get the contact and then you give, you, you give them the address, you know, like without any software, you could do this. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's very, it's, it's kind of tedious, you know, like if you have a, like, I would say more, like uh, more than a few sales every month, it's, it's become very quickly tedious. So that's, that's when like Bitcoin, uh, BTC pay server is shining. Is uh, so somebody that is interested to this, we have we have lots of video video on our on our YouTube channel that explains step by step how to set it up. But basically, you don't have to be technical. You can only click. Uh, you know, it's only a click wizard, and you can very easily host it on some uh, virtual private server somewhere, and uh, and get it running very fast. And that. Then, uh, so for example, if you if you are a merchant that is selling things uh, that that have a web store, you can very easily integrate it into the whatever web store you are using. Or more popular is WooCommerce, for example. And you you really don't have to be technical for doing this. Like we have lots of video on uh, on our YouTube channel. So the best way, I, I guess, it would be to check check there that out. Or just like coming on the on the chat, we have BTCP server chat, uh, coming there and asking question. Like the community will help you. Just on the um, the virtual private server uh, implementation that you touched on there, um, what 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 if any would you say are some of the trade offs with doing that? Are there any sort of privacy implications of having it hosted somewhere that's not in your sort of immediate control? So. You you have some uh, so it it depends what business you are in. Uh, so I, if I take an example, imagine that you are in the sex industry business. Uh, it's possible that even if you are doing nothing illegal, for example, your your uh, host provider or your VPS one day will call you and say, "Oh, please, can you can you stop doing this because like we have Visa or Mastercard that called us and they don't like this." So. Uh, there is a kind of businesses that where VPS does not work. Uh, so for them, yeah, it doesn't. A VPS doesn't work, and they can still have their own server in their own business and run it from their own server. But the the, the kind of business that has this kind of problem is quite small. Uh, I'm a big fan of trying the easiest thing that works first. There, there is also, but there is also some danger where. Uh, if you are hosting that somewhere, somewhere else, and this uh, somewhere else like have some, uh, you know, breach, security breach, then it means that they have access to your BTCP server. And if they have access to your BTCP server, then they can do things like, for example, changing the address of invoices. So in, uh, the customer, instead of paying you directly, then they pay this, uh, you know, this fraudulent address. Uh, so there is this kind of privacy implication and risk. I, I, I will say that it's not uh, practically for most business, it's not really a huge risk. 
But I understand perfectly that why some business don't want to accept this kind of risk and really host it on their own server and on, on their own, uh, yeah, on, on, on their own infrastructure. So, for example, name, uh, name chip, for example, they definitely are hosting their server on their own and for lots of different reasons. So not only privacy, but also they, they, they want the ability to be able to monitor it, like to see if like there is nothing, you know, nothing wrong on the server. Like they have kind of a whole team behind it, making sure that things are working. So it really depends what kind of business you are. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, you're absolutely right there about sort of the, the, it's quite a niche uh, case where people might have issues um, using a, a virtual private server. I've uh, recently um, gone through the Raspberry Blitz implementation. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it using their um, IP tutor um, uh, service. Uh, that that works out to a total cost of about eight thousand sats for a whole year. Um, and what what that does is is sort of um, obviously, with the initial implementation, you've only got a, a local, um, uh, locally exposed um, uh, instance so, of BTC Pay. Sorry, go on. So uh, there, there is another risk, actually, I didn't mention uh, with a virtual private server. And I think that project like Raspberry Blitz, uh, actually, I'm working uh, for in DigiLab in Tokyo. I'm also working on a project a bit like Raspberry Blitz called iHack Zero, but we didn't release it yet. But... There is another problem with virtual private server that those sort of projects solve is our easy install of BTCP server is mainly done on a host provider that is called Luna Node. And Luna Node is a, so it's a small company, it's not DigitalOcean. You, you can set up BTCP server on any VPS that you want, but the most easy for people that are not technically competent is the Luna Node. And basically, by the fact that lots of people are, are hosting BTCP server on LunaNode, then they become a kind of systemic risk. If something bad happens to LunaNode, then lots of merchants will get trouble, and this can be a kind of systemic risk for, for Bitcoin. Uh, that, that's a risk that I, I, I forgot, forgot to mention. And I'm very fan of all those projects that, uh, that, is, uh, that are in the, the industry. So there is Raspberry Pi, there is Nodolit, there is uh, MyNode, I think. Uh, so the one we're working on, uh, Hack Zero. Uh, it's by, by making sure that merchants are, are hosting that by, uh, on their own servers, uh, it's maybe a bit more technically difficult. Uh, you, you might you might encounter some more problems, but like I, I would say nothing that cannot be solved just by jumping on the chat and asking uh, to, to developers uh, some help. Yeah, so you, you, could you tell us a little bit more about the Hack Zero project? I've, I've seen a couple of little bits and bobs about it on Twitter, but um, you said, obviously I know you said it's not quite released yet. Are you able to share any, any more details yes. on it? Yeah, well, so we will uh, soon like announce. Uh, I think in uh, in January we announce it. Like we will sell a first batch, but not a lot, like maybe twenty or thirty something like this. But the basic idea is like, uh, Rasp for example, Raspberry Bits or Nodolit or MyNode. The thing is that they have their own infrastructure, so. When you set up BTCP server, normally you need lots of different software. You need a BTCP server, you need NB Explorer, you need a Bitcoin full node, everything like this. And, and like tying all those different pieces together 
is done differently by all those different projects. So Raspberry is doing it differently. Uh, what we are doing with Luna Node is doing it differently. Uh, what is we, what Nodelit is doing is different. And uh, it's a bit of problem because when when for BTCP server when we are for example raising a new a new versions. Then people are, that are using those software like RespiBlitz need to wait that RespiBlitz are also updating. Uh, they might be able to update by themselves, but it's kind of more risky and more difficult approach. Um, if, if you already used our Luna node deployment in BTCP server, like updating is like one command line. You type BTCP update or like uh, directly in BTCP server, you, we, you have a button to, to push update and it will update your all your stacks. So it's it's based on Docker Compose. I won't go too much in the, into the details, but updates in BTCP, in BTCP server that we are uh, installing on Node are very easy. We call that the BTCP server Docker setup. And the hack zero is basically the, the same Docker setup, but on a Rock Pro 64. So this is nice because it means that the documentation that we have to host on your own VPS, uh, to host BTCP server on your own VPS, on Node or on uh, your uh, your Rock64 Raspberry Pi, it's exactly the same documentation. It works the same everywhere. And so there is le way less knowledge, sp uh, specific specific knowledge to know about uh, the, the, the box. So, Basically, if you have the Act Zero and you want the documentation, you can just look the BTCP server documentation for normal VPS. It's exactly the same. So that's that's uh, that's what is different. Okay, interesting. So, so basically, it's just uh, removing another one of those threat models and, and making it easier for the end consumer to, to get up and running with with uh, BTCP. So that sounds great. Yes, but basically, our, our Docker setup, you know, like. Uh, if you have a Raspberry Pi or if you have a, a, a Rock Pro 64, like by yourself, you can very much set up BT, uh, the BTCP Docker deployments uh, just by following the doc. But it's bit there is some command line with uh, the Hack Zero. Basically, everything is bundled inside it out of the box. So basically, you just have to take the box, plug it into your local network, and you're good good to go. You can hear me? Hello, I'm still here. I think we might have lost Max. We've no. def. Uh, I can hear you. Um, I Let's think see. he may have disappeared. I'm just going to drop him a message. Okay. Just while um, Max is sorting out his technical issues, um, one thing that I wanted to touch on, and I'm sure you've covered this loads of times in different various podcasts. Um, obviously, um, we're all on Bitcoin Twitter for you know it's got its various positives and its various uh, negatives. Um, there's, for me, there's two very famous tweets that everybody knows about, everybody's seen. Uh, one of them is from Hal Finney. The, the famous running Bitcoin, uh, <laughs> and the second one is, is yourself. Um, back in, I believe it was 
2017, was it? The famous uh, BitPay tweet. Um, are you <laughs> able to sort of uh, give us uh, a bit of background to that tweet? Uh, you know, what, what sort of led you to, to, to say that to BitPay and just sort of paint that picture for us? Yeah, so before before this tweet, uh, so before, uh, so it, it it was it was during this B two X war where uh, a bunch of big company behind uh, that that have their business on Bitcoin came together and tried to change the protocol uh, when most of the. Where, where it was most of the user did not agree with and it was very controversial and uh, and basically before this time I was a fan of of, uh, of what BitPay, BitPay was doing like uh, I I advised lots of people to use BitPay and I also helped lots of people to integrate BitPay in, inside their own uh, environment uh, so when this all, when I saw that they tried to change Bitcoin in a way that will be um, bad for the future, and that they, they uh, and at this time, on top of this, not, not only they wanted to change Bitcoin uh, in a way that I consider bad for the future, but on top of this, they were. Uh, sending the wrong message to their merchant instead of saying that there is a, some content, uh, contentious problem in the community, they were telling to their merchant that there will be a upgrade of the Bitcoin network and nothing else basically. And uh, on my side, it, it has been quite. Uh, I felt really betrayed, uh, so I was quite angry about it. And uh, and on top of this, I. I before this, I was convincing lots of people to use BitPay. And basically, they were using the power I gave to them in a way against me. So that's how I felt uh, in, in, at, at this time. So my, my uh, what, what, what I wanted to do at this time was, okay, every people that I convinced to use BitPay, they need something else uh, to move to. We, I need to get them out of this of this business, and so that's why I started BTCP server. So BTCP server, like the first API, uh, so the API that we uh, I did at, at the time was exactly the same API as BitPay, so that people that was on BitPay but did not agree with their politics, they could very easily switch to BTCP server without recoding anything. So basically, you just change one URL somewhere in your uh, in your environment, and you could just use BTC Pay instead of BitPay, and it kind of helped me to gather lots of uh, initial users. Uh, so right right now we are we are making a new uh, a new API that is called Greenfield API, but um, the idea at this time was really to 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 get all. People that were dissatisfied with the action of BitPay to make them switch uh, to BTC Pay and basically, yeah, making BitPay obsolete. I think you've uh, certainly made some good tracks in towards doing that. Um, <laughs> the, the, so, so at the time of this tweet, um, B, uh, BTC Pay there was, there was there was no BTC Pay. I take it, and, and it was kind of born thereafter. Yep. Yep. Like it, it was it, it was just after this. I think if the war did not happen, I I I, I will not have done this. Boys, well, that 
He's back. Uh, you me again. Yep, you're back. I have no idea what uh, what happened there, but that was brilliant. I was listening along and uh, Bitcoin Q and A. I, I don't think I need to be here. Uh, that was much better, <laughs> yeah. but fair line of questioning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was that was interesting stuff. It's good to hear about the history of uh, of how all this stuff started and. Uh, I love those sort of stories when someone stood up and, and had the bollocks just to say, fuck off, this is not about you, this is about change. And uh, thanks for that, Nicola. Thanks for uh, yeah. standing up. Thanks for having some bollocks. There's not many people on this planet who seem to have them, so uh, I'm very pleased <laughs> you do. Uh, and thanks as well to, to the first users because, uh, like, if so what's very important for a project more than... Uh, Starting it is having a you know a flow of people that care about it, and uh, so the so the so, so early users and the early devs as well. Uh, so I think the earliest dev was like Rockstar, Rockstar dev, like has been very uh, and Concord as well was one of the first uh, user. There was also Halong Mining, and. Um, those early users have been very. Uh, uh, there was also Pavel Next as well. There. Sorry, I forgot him. But there was Pavel Next. Those earlier users were very, you know, um, important for 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 the, the success of this project because, as a lone developer, you cannot go that far if what you are doing people are ignoring it. So it's uh, it has been very important. Yeah. Um. So another question that I had, Nicola, um, was obviously one of the one of the more recent um, additions to to BTC Pay was um, PayJoin. Um, obviously, I'm a big uh, sort of uh, uh, advocate for privacy, and obviously, PayJoin sort of um, is a, is a great uh, tool to have in your toolbox in that regard. Um, would you be able to sort of talk about um, how difficult that was to implement um, and sort of uh, some of the challenges that that brought to the team when, when you were bringing that on board? Yeah, so um, PayJoin uh, was started... Uh, so actually, the first person that started working on PayJoin was uh, Cooks. Uh, so PayJoin is... is so when the project started, actually, I thought it was a quite very easy protocol. Actually, normally it's very easy, just like a coin join that uh, happened between the merchant and the customer. And I, I was thinking it was kind of easy to implement this, but while implementing it, uh, we found out that there, if not done correctly, there is lots of... Um, uh, there is lots of vulner vulnerability that can that, that that can be done. So, for example, if you have a malicious merchant, if not done correctly, the malicious merchant could steal some money from the uh, from the clients. Uh, one second, there is a baby that that is making noise. Uh, one second. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I ho do, can you listen by the way when uh, the baby is screaming or not? Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay, sorry. So, uh, so where I was? Yeah, I was. So I was thinking it was it was quite easy, but while developing it, uh, I noticed there was lots of problems. And on top of this, like 
it's very important. So it's it should it's a protocol, and it's very imp the most important things with the protocol is that it's well documented. And because like you expect other implementation that people using BTC Pay uh, will implement into their code. And if there is not a proper clear specification and proper guidance to implement it uh, in a, to, to make it easy for people to implement, then they won't implement it. And so that's when I opened like, um, I, I created a, BIP, uh, a Bitcoin improvement proposal and uh, that that was describing this protocol, and I, I got lots of people joining uh, the discussion, and that really helped uh, get, getting that. Uh, so there's, I, I cannot thanks everyone, but like the, the, there was um, there was uh, people from Blue Wallet, there was people from Wasabi Wallet, there was people from uh, Coin, uh, Coinjoin Market. Um, so they, they, it was it was a uh, we got lots of feedback and where we st we started with a protocol that was quite complicated I think and by by skimming and getting get, gathering all the feedback I think we ended up with something quite easy to implement uh, with uh, good guidance and uh, that's why now I think there is lots of implementation that uh, that that popped up so it was in summary it was more difficult than I expected, but it turned out better than I thought. So, so in terms of actually um, using that from from both a merchant and a um, a customer perspective, what what does that look like if somebody, you know, if I wanted to buy a, a t-shirt from your store and I wanted to pay using PayJoin, um, what what does that look like? What would the sort of flow be? So. For example, it depends on the wallet you are using. So if you are using, for example, uh, Wasapi wallets, uh, when you try to give me a donation, for example, or like when you try to buy from the merchant, you need to go to the second tab, tab and you, you can copy the payment link. Uh, then you copy this payment link, you copy-paste into Wasabi wallet, then you can pay. Uh, I think on Blue Wallet, you just have to scan the QR code. It should work. Um, if you are if you if you are pay, paying from another BTC Pay server, it's the same process as Wasabi. You copy paste the the payment URL inside BTC Pay server, and then you you make the payment. Basically, the flow is quite similar to any other payments, except instead of copying like uh, the Bitcoin address and the and the amount, you just copy paste a Bitcoin URL. So, so I pre I'm presuming as well from a, a merchant perspective, obviously they're going to need some funds, uh, some sats in their wallet, um, it, and they're going to need to be obviously uh, in a hot wallet to be able to um, yep. contribute them. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's one of the downside of uh, this protocol, though, as you said, is that uh, the merchant need to accept the money inside a hot wallet. Yes. So uh, okay. typically, on my side, typically I'm using uh, I'm using PayJoin on my donation donation uh, wallets because anyway there is not too much money on it. You know, if if I get, it get hacked, like I will not, uh, you know, it will I I will be able to sleep at night. Uh, but still, it give a way for people that want to improve their privacy to to coin join with me, and it also increase increase my own privacy. So it, that's that's win win. Yeah, so, that's sorry. Go on, Bitcoin Q and I. 
Is there, so is there any um, functionality already in BTC Pay or, or perhaps if not on the um, on the roadmap to say set sort of a threshold to say, you know, if you received a lot of donations and you would only have a, a risk tolerance of saying, right, okay, once it gets to say uh, 10 million sats, uh, siphon those off into a cold storage wallet somewhere? So uh, we don't have that specifically, but there is uh, one project that is uh, mainly maintained by Cooks that is called the BTC Transmuter. Uh, we don't we don't talk a lot about it because we it's kind of experiment. It's still an experimental phase, even if it's maybe now two years that it's in experimental phase, but it's still being developed and people are using it and we gather feedback so uh, the, the project BTC Transmuter it's basically a kind of plugin uh, to, to, to BTC Pay server and uh, you can make some rules like if my wallet uh, the, 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 if my wallet is above a certain amount of Bitcoin, then do a transaction that send this money to a hardware wallet, for example. You can do this kind mm. of rules like this. You can also send to an exchange. You can also send to exchange and then play, place a sell order. You can kind of automate, automate your money with this project. So it's already possible doing these kind of things. That sounds amazing. Um, yep. what, what's the downside to that? Is, the, is it just that it's maybe tricky to use or is, is there any no, other so, reason that people wouldn't use that? Uh, so so I don't think... So on my side, I never used it myself because I never had the need to. But uh, I think... I, so it's it's... It's difficult. Uh, so one reason why we didn't implement it directly in BTCP server is that it's very BTCP server need to be easy enough for most of the merchants, and things. It's very it's very difficult to come out with a user experience that is not confusing lots of people. So, like people that are hardcore Bitcoiner, they will definitely understand this kind of you know this kind of UX. They of like you can automate your money. They will definitely get it. But that's, I think that's not the majority of users. So it's kind of hard to come to an agreement on how to present it properly inside BTC Pay Server. So that's why basically it's kind of a side project. And uh, because it's a side project and that Cooks is mainly maintaining it, on people that only care about the core feature of BTC Pay Server, we don't have to spend time to review it. You know, we don't have to spend time arguing with it. Like Cooks can experiments uh, feature that you want to add on its own and uh, people that are interested into this kind of feature then the best is to come on the chat and we have a we have a channel uh, for the BTC transmitter and they try it and they give us feedback and uh, we improve it like this but at least it doesn't burden uh, most users that don't really need it. Yeah, it sounds like, from what you're saying, it's probably quite niche, but it's incredible that it's available um, to have to have that uh, control and be able to do that. Because from from the way I'm looking at it, it would mean that there's no real reason that anyone wouldn't do a pay join. Um, you would you could easily set up or not easily necessarily, but you could set it up so that um, everything's a pay join and you also don't risk having uh, funds over a certain limit going missing, yep. which seems to be the only drawback, um, yep. which is incredible. And and like 
the the privacy stuff is is something that concerns me it concerns bitcoin q a and uh, i think anyone who's really looking uh should be concerned about the privacy and these kind of tools the more they use the better it is for everybody um, yeah do you sorry it, go on <laughs> it, it's kind of it's, it's kind of interesting that pay join is a uh, i always say that that it's a it's it's a protocol that basically also helping the privacy of people that don't use it because mm. Because you cannot know which transaction or coin join or not, it's kind of very powerful. Because even if somebody don't use it, like there is always a doubt. Oh, maybe actually it's a mm. coin join, and like it completely poison all uh, all uh, chain analysis. So that that that's basically the powerful idea of of poisoning analysis. Because when mm. when they start taking a wrong assumption, it poisons everything, every conclusion they might reach in. And I think it's a very, even if not a lot of people are using it, it's a very powerful, having this doubt is very powerful. Yeah, it gives everyone plausible deniability. And like you say, it, uh, everything that these uh, chain surveillance companies are doing is uh, guesswork to some extent. Like it's, they're working on like a probability of things. And the more we can pollute that, the more we can uh, make their guesses uh, less reasonable, yeah. then it makes it better for everybody. And yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on on the privacy stuff because, you know, you know, you touched on it earlier that uh, you got into Bitcoin. One of the reasons was because of what the banks were doing and, and making your life harder. Um, but I can tell just from speaking to you today, and uh, it, it seems to me that you want to see a change. You want to see uh, a more free and open society. And like, is there something before Bitcoin that has made you this way, that's made you so, well, basically to dedicate your life to Bitcoin and, and pushing the development forward? Were you always questioning the way that things were? Were you always uh, looking for something different or was it Bitcoin that changed you? Uh, that's definitely Bitcoin that changed me. Uh, so I, I, before Bitcoin, I had very little understanding on what money is. Uh, one one of the source of understanding I had actually was very helpful. It, I, I was I, I read some books of uh, Robert Kiyosaki. Actually, uh, so it was Richard Pordad, a very good book, and actually it's kind of one of the first that kind of educated me on the nature of uh, of fiat currencies. Um, and it kind of changed my outlook, but like even you, I was reading it like, what can you do except not being employee and uh, understanding that investment is better than uh, selling your time. Um, but like when I discovered Bitcoin, uh, so after I validated the fact that Bitcoin was working as intended, uh, I, I always wonder about, uh, I start wondering about why Satoshi did it. And um, it's basically what drove me to 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 read lots of uh, book about uh, Austrian economics, uh, libertarianism, and uh, like authors that I had no idea about before. So, uh, Fred, uh, for example, in, uh, in France, there is uh, Frederic Bastia. Uh, like I had no idea who it was before. 
uh, Murray Rosberg, I had no idea. And re read, reading all of those people, like, kind of change your perspective on, 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 on lots of things. And it's definitely thanks to Bitcoin that I discovered all of this. Yeah. Mm. And so, so now that it's, now that it's changed your view of the world and, uh, you sort of, as you go down this rabbit hole and you see kind of, you see what's behind the curtain and you see how all of these moving parts, uh, control us and the banking system. And, uh, like you're saying that investment is better than selling your time and how effectively it enslaves humanity in a, in a very, very clever, uh, but unseen way. Like, Do you do you view the world differently? Do you find it difficult to maybe communicate with people who don't have that view, or or what you're seeing at the moment uh, with with all this coronavirus stuff and and all the lockdowns and and all the changes that seem to be happening so swiftly that impinge uh, you know our our rights basically? Like how well, how do you cope with that? Uh, on my side, I, I find it very frustrating sometimes because, like, uh, what, what I see is that lots of people see the misery coming. They are angry, but they don't know why. And and like, you could suggest them that this system is kind of corrupt because of the how money is produced. But if you tell them this, they 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 just You know, they, they they just come back to their to the politician talk, talking points. They mm. you 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 could try to try to convince them and to argue with them, but they are so conditioned to to believe that by voting one politician or another, it would change things, and that it's just a matter of policy uh, that we should find the right policy to change things. They are so certain of it that uh, it's it's kind of. I would not say depressing. I like a bit frustrating. You know, yeah, frustrating is the word I would say. And uh, but well, what, what what can you do? Like uh, I, I I I'm not. I think I'm not good enough uh, writer to to convince them. Uh, you know, to have a different view on what are the real problem of society. But yeah. I, it's frustrating to see that sometimes they try to defend the very nat so for example an easy example is for example free money you know like you ask them everybody is for free money everybody want to free money uh, do you want <laughs> $1,000 for free yes everybody is, is for it but like but then you ask them okay do you uh, do you dislike that Price are rising and there the, the gap between rich and poor uh, poor like increase and they say yes I, I hate this and then you try to explain then then that that for the, the same thing that they are they, they, they are enjoying like the, the same thing that they are celebrating is the whole reason why they are enslaved they just don't see it and I don't know if they will mm. ever sing it, and I, I, I'm, I'm a bit worried that in the future, not only they don't see it, but people that saw it and that use Bitcoin to save themselves will be kind of demonized, and uh, and uh, you know they will have some kind of witch hunt uh, against us. Yeah, it, it definitely feels that way. Um, it feels as though it's very, very easy to control the narrative and that 
Bitcoiners could very quickly become the bad guy. You know, this whole tax the rich, you know, uh, this whole movement against the billionaires and all this kind of stuff. Um, we pollute the planet. We pollute the planet. For example, they can say this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> so they easy. can easily say it. So easy. And, and 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 people will go will go against us and. It yeah. is frustrating because at the end of the day, um, you, you're talking about someone saying, oh, well, if I just vote for this politician, I go red versus blue, it's going to make all the changes. And, and we all know that's stupid, that we all know that they're all on the same team. And um, it, the fact is that I, I feel anyway that Bitcoiners are the only people who are really presenting an alternative. We're saying, OK, we don't like the current system, we're, we're creating an alternative. It's what you've done. Uh, you, you've said, I don't like the way the system's built. I'm going to fucking make something better. And if someone want to use it, then they can use it. And uh, no one else is doing that. But uh, <laughs> it, we, we are going to become, we are going to come demonized. We are going to be the bad people. We are going to destroy the planet and the world and, and the economies will fall because of us. But um, did you have any thoughts on what happens then? Like, do you... Do you are you concerned about that, or are you thinking maybe we'll have this citadel world and that Bitcoiners will just separate themselves and go, ah, we we'll just do our own thing. You fucking you do what you want. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a good question because it's kind of uh, I cannot find I, I cannot find any example in the history of you know what happened what happened to those. To, 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 to those kind of people. So uh, on my side, I think that the fact that it's so difficult uh, to seize Bitcoin, I think it's so difficult that the best way if for... I, I think they will... Be, so I, I'm kind of inspired by the book Sovereign Individual by saying this, but mm. I think that the, this war between countries to get the money of the Bitcoiners will end up kicking on. So like the, you will have some rich countries like uh, like uh, US, uh, Europe, uh, maybe Japan, we will, who will take a stance of trying to demonize Bitcoiners and try mm. to seize their money. But like Bitcoiners, because it's Bitcoin, they just have you know, to take the plane to another place that is more, um, that is more welcoming them and pay their taxes there. And there is nothing they mm -hmm. can do to stop this. So I, I think it's a phase. Uh, I think it will be a temporary phase. Uh, if it happens, I think uh, we will have to move somewhere. Um, but I'm kind of, on the long term, I'm, I'm optimistic because, because of the fact that they cannot seize the money. So maybe they would try to, 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 to make a KYC coin and non-KYC coins, but I don't see that happening because this will require uh, international agreements. And like the, the countries never, uh, like it's very hard to get agreements on a, such a big scales like even Europe they cannot agree which is with uh, between each other nations so can you imagine like uh, Russia agreeing with, on something with Europe and agreeing something with uh, China like it, it won't happen there will always be one you know it's it's kind of pris prisoner dilemma 
Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, if all agree together, then they all win. But if one defect, then you win more than everybody else. And mm. I, 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 and, I, I and think they cannot solve bastards. this. Yes, and they are all greedy bastards. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I think the for the game theory doesn't work on their way, and I think it, on the long term, we, Bitcoiners will win. I, I'm I'm quite confident about this. Mm. It's good to hear, and and I completely agree. Um, I think that whether it was intended from the beginning, uh, obviously whoever Satoshi was or whatever group they were or whatever, um, were incredible genius. Um, but I don't necessarily think that they had intended all of these... Um, all of these extra little wins. Obviously the game theory is there, but whatever way you look at it, because of the greed and, and because of the disorganization between these countries and, and because they are all run at the end of the day by sociopaths and psychopaths, it, uh, it, it works so beautifully in our favor. Um, yep. and, and the same with all the energy stuff. Um, you know, they can bash Bitcoin. They can say uh, that it's going to consume all the energy. and They can say all the, the, what they want, but at the end of the day, it's provably wrong. Um, so do you have any view on that? Like, do you think that some of this stuff was pre-planned and that it was thought out to the extent that it's not just about uh, creating freedom money, it's not just about uh, stopping the slave owners from uh, from controlling us through the money, but actually maybe it's about a bigger societal change and, and it's about uh, trying to go further into well, the future and actually, yeah... <laughs> I, I I don't know, like I, I don't know the mind of Satoshi when the time where he created Bitcoin, but um, I I would say that if I was something that read the sovereign individual, like in two thousand nine, uh, I would understand the implication of having a free money like this, but I will not create Bitcoin in the you know by 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 thinking it will work. Basically, I will, you know, do it in a way of like, a, you know, kind of interesting thought experiments uh, mm. and like develop that in my garage and then post it somewhere and maybe some people will get interested and jump in. I don't think, I think maybe he understood like if that happened, then there is lots of impl implication that the sovereign individual, uh, the sovereign individual, is talking about. But I, I don't, I don't really believe that from day one he thought that Bitcoin will be will actually achieve this <laughs> this this uh, this amount of results. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think that's probably reasonable, uh, unless Satoshi is an alien, and uh, yeah. I don't think. That <laughs> and yeah, that that would be the only way I think they could look that far into the future. But uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating for me. I, I spend a lot of my days uh, thinking into the future and thinking about how how this will change everything. But. Um, you know, it, w without what you have built and without the help of everyone who is uh, dedicating their lives to push this movement forward, uh, it wouldn't have happened. And, you know, Satoshi has done what they've done and, uh, and, and now it's on to everybody else to man up, 
to accept that we're going to have a contrarian view, uh, ignore the ma- mainstream media, create these circular economies, and uh, and use the tools like you're building to make that possible. So, uh, you know, that that's really why 21ism was so excited to have you on because um, what you've built is allowing that. What you've built is uh, making this dream possible. And, uh, you know, we we can only say thank you for doing that and uh, also apologies for for running it incorrectly. We are are going to try and do better and uh, make sure that we do it in a a self-sovereign and and better way. But, yeah. Why why, why do you say incorrectly? (laughs) because <laughs> you pulled me up on it before the interview <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. but yeah it's because you're accepting an open node yeah yeah that uh, that is naughty from us all of us uh we need we need a slap and to sort ourselves out <laughs> yeah I, i'm i'm convinced that the open node guy paid pavel next to delete our documentation repository like one years ago like pavel next deleted the repository by mistake and like just you know, oh, months before he I was uh, he this. was drinking with open node that guy. So, ah, <laughs> uh, I didn't know this. Can you can you give yeah. me a quick summary? Like what what? Uh, so so he's deleted documentation and that has caused issues. Yeah, yeah. So Pavel pa- pa- next, it, it was a uh, like the, the, there was a kind of conference. I think it was in Berlin, uh, like in uh, two years. I don't know, one years ago or two years ago, I don't remember. Like, he enjoyed lots of time with OpenNode guy. He drink, he exchanged t shirt with them, you know, BTC t shirt against no OpenNode t shirt. And like two weeks later, by mistake, Pavel Next deletes the, doc, the BTC documentation repository. I needed to write to GitHub to get it back. <laughs> uh, and, uh, right. So that's why well, we're, we're I don't get... like those guys. Suspicious. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, if that's true, if that's what's happened, fuck you both, and yep. uh, we're 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 not going to be using that anymore. That is exactly. very very dirty. I didn't know let, that. Let so. me know. I will I will help you fixing this problem. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bitcoin Q and A. I know you had uh, you had a couple of questions about people uh, doing things properly and newcomers coming in and uh, after hearing that uh, yeah definitely we need to make sure that people do this the right way so uh, I'll, I'll pass pass it over to you yeah definitely um so obviously something that it has got a hell of a lot better definitely within the last 12 months is um, the abundance of education in the space and you know there's never been a, an easier time for people to to get started in bitcoin i'm always curious when i speak to people who've been around um as long as yourself as to what the the, the tools that they use um you know if you were to meet somebody in a bar who who um you know, they, they might be a 30-something that's relatively tech-savvy. Um, what's your go-to resources or, or methodology to sort of help them understand why Bitcoin's important? Um, and what, what, would you, what route would you take? So that's a good question. So first, for motivating them, like about what Bitcoin is about, I think like Andres Antonopoulos did a fantastic job uh, so I will uh, I will have to dig in the history of videos he did and like uh, you know um, like send those people looking those videos. So it's very important that they understand 
you know, that they'd be motivated by Bitcoin, that they understand the potential. And I think that Andreas Antonopoulos uh, did a great job. Um, depending on the people, for example, if it's a C CEO, uh, I will definitely give uh, the video of uh, Michael Saylor uh, doing an awesome job at explaining from his point of view. And uh, once they understand it, once they are motivated, then I will... Uh, I will guide them to more technical uh, videos. And uh, so if he is interested, for example, by BTCP server and installing it, I would just uh, forward him the, the YouTube channel that we have and like how to install BTCP server in, in five clicks and uh, so they can start playing with it. Interesting, yeah. I think... Um... I don't think there's a single Bitcoiner out there that doesn't have uh, Antonopoulos as part of their their backstory or onboarding story. Seems to be, uh, come up quite a lot, and uh, I've, I've certainly watched loads of his videos. And uh, it's just a bit of a shame that he seems to have gone down uh, the shitcoin <laughs> path at the moment, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is a shame. Which is a shame. But um, yeah, if it, lots of people, lots of people are saying, uh, I don't hesitate to send to Andreas Antonopoulos because now he's into shitcoin, but like. Uh, we 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 agree all that he did great video and I, I I don't I don't see how to send noobs other than his video and the and the way he explained it's fantastic so Evan is into shitcoin and it's, it's too bad but well for for motivating to Bitcoin I think it's still great. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think the way the way that he puts stuff across is is fantastic, especially for people that are new to the space. He's got a, a real knack for breaking things down quite quite well. Um, for for the more um, somebody who's more technically um, capable, uh, if if they wanted to contribute to BTC Pay, um, where would you advise that they they go and have a look? Oh, so we have, um, so actually we have videos to set up a development environment. We also have a very good documentation how to get your uh, development environment done. So one interesting thing with BTC Pay is that setting up your development environment is quite easy. Uh, you don't have lots of tools to install. Uh, you, you, you can do it on whichever operating system you are familiar with. So I will definitely either send them on a video on how to get the development setup done or just directly to the documentation. Like you just have to follow it. I, I think for somebody that knows .NET, it takes maybe 10 minutes. For somebody that never used .NET, it may take maybe one hour, but it's, it's, it's really easy com compared to most projects. So just a quick uh, quick overview of how we are doing, uh, because I think there is no project that are doing like us. So when you develop things on Bitcoin, uh, the, the main, the main uh, difficult things when you try to development setup is to have all the different components connected together. So Bitcoin Core, uh, Lightning Node, uh, and Explorer and BTCP server. So like you have like five or six different pieces of software that need to be correctly configured together. And um, the, the way we solve this problem with BTCP server is that we have a Docker Compose environment 
that developer can just run. So they just run the Docker the Docker Compose environment. Then when they run it, then they can instantly like run all the tests or like run BTCP server on a on a rec test. So rec test is like a for you know you can mine your own block or things like this. So it makes it very easy for for developer to jump in. I think it's very uh, very interesting for developers. That's great. That's great. I mean, um, for, for for me, obviously, I'm I'm not a merchant. I have got a local instance of BCP set up for 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 anybody that wants to, to send me a couple of Sats as donations. But I mean, it it absolutely works perfectly as it is. But I'm interested to know what's um, what's next on the on the roadmap for 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 the BTC Pay team. Uh, so so this year, basically, we have been quite busy to try to uh, uh, so. Basically, we don't want BTCP server to be a kind of walled garden. We try to... Uh, so uh, the, the, the more the project grows, the more people there is, the more idea of feature there are. But like it's very difficult to add feature because when you add feature, basically, you make uh, user experience harder. And uh, it, you, you have more decision-making to, to do. And like when there is lots of decision making it means that the project as a whole is taking longer and longer to develop uh so it's it, it's kind of a problem that we identified earlier this year and uh what we are pushing forward uh, this year is more uh exposing the internals of the internals of btcp servers such that people can build more easily on top of it so, for example, the, like uh, the the BTCP, uh, the BTC transmitter that Cooks is doing is one example. You know, Cooks can do that without asking us to review things. Uh, or like there is also Red BTC, uh, the, the Red BTC project that allow you as well to have a kind of uh, rule-based BTCP server. So, for example, when you receive a tweet. Uh, I think you can you can post a comment on GitHub or things like this. Uh, no, when you uh, sorry when you receive. A donation, you can automatically post a comment on a GitHub issue or something like this. Uh, like, we, we, we want people to create their own project on top of BTC Pay server and not stay, uh, you know, a world garden. Uh, we, we just want people to build on top of it, a bit like WordPress. You know, WordPress is not great because there is lots of feature into WordPress, but it's more because it's open, people are building on top of it. And because lots of people are building on top of it, then you can do many things very easily. And it's kind of the approach mm -hmm. that we try to take. So yeah, we develop, we, we try to develop a lot the internal API. So everything you do in the UI, we want you to be able to do it in API. And there is also, we, we have a Cooks that is experimenting a plugin system as well so that you can yeah directly like have uh, your own plugin in btcp server and uh also our, our, our docker compose setup uh the, the docker compose deployments actually allow as well to the to to add plugin uh in their own docker container so that's all for example we um, so, for example, when we started doing btcp server there was only btcp server and on-chain transactions but with this way of adding plugin to BTCP server, we like uh, 
we could add LND or like other software or like P-Hole, for example, if you're hosting BTCP server on a Raspberry Pi, you can put P-Hole at home. Um, or like, uh, yeah, so so yeah, we try we try to 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 attract people to build on top of it, basically. Mm. It's, it's basically the uh, the setup Bitcoin's taking as well. Have have something very very solid at the base, and then people can build on top. And uh, it seems like the logical way to build things. And just some of the things that you were reeling off there that are in development sound incredible. Um, yep, it, it, it's it amazes me all the time. Just this stuff being built, and uh, just just don't forget to sleep, mate. Um, <laughs> make sure you uh, <laughs> make sure you get some sleep. I don't know how you managed to get all this stuff done. It, it's incredible, and um, uh, I thank the, you. For, I, I, I'm for not doing the only it. developer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know, I know, but um, all of you guys building this stuff, uh, we we wouldn't be able to do what we can do without it. Um, and you know, I, I really Thanks. do thank you for it, and and it's why we've got you on Twenty Oneism today, and uh, it, it's been incredible. I've really enjoyed uh, learning a little bit more and, and digging into the weeds about why you're doing it and uh, and what's to come. So, uh, yeah, th thanks for joining us. It's been amazing. Thanks. And uh, if you ever find yourself in the UK, come and have a beer or a whiskey with uh, me and Bitcoin Q and A. We'd uh, we'd love to meet in person. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's been great. But before we Act close out, before Actu we close out, is there? Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, I actually, I've been to. Uh, I uh, you, you were in um, advancing Bitcoin, like a uh, beginning of this year. There was an advancing Bitcoin conference. I was there. Yes. Oh, uh, were okay. you? Okay. I yeah. only went. At the, I only went at the very end. I snuck in ah. uh, just just to the dev meeting at the end. Ah, okay. um, but I didn't go to the rest because I think it was quite expensive, and I'm a cheap, cheap bastard who was stuck in stats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if you if you find yourself here again it see, would be great see, uh, once again proof that you want to crush the economy you don't want to spend your money i don't i just <laughs> stack sats i stack sats no chairs no shoes <laughs> but uh yeah is, is there anything else that we haven't covered that uh that you wanted to go through i I think we covered uh, pretty much everything right now. Okay, and uh, Bitcoin Q and A, anything, uh, anything you wanted to go through? No, no, I've ticked off my list. Just want to say um, thanks for everything that you do, Nicholas. Uh, it's it's uh, been a pleasure chatting with you. Ah, me too. Thanks a lot. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again. And that uh, that offer of a whiskey or a beer is uh, open whenever. Uh, it'd be great. It'd be great to see you <laughs> in person. And uh, thanks again, really, from uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. I, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm uh, honored that you will spend some sets for paying me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Speak soon. Bye.
gods today what will be tomorrow